Welcome to Rag Chew. I'm Max, and DJ Khaled has consistently called him the best, but uh, I wouldn't agree. And I'm Cade, and I actually do like the Star Wars prequels, and I'm excited about the news that Jar Jar Binks will be back in the Obi-Wan Kenobi special on Disney+. Plus. Suck it to anybody who doesn't like him. <laughs> you know what the best part about this is, to anyone listening? We always decide what our intros are going to be and what they're going to sound like. Um, and And typically, I'll tell him what mine are, but he did not tell me what this one was. It was pure, <laughs> unadulterated surprise on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Jar Jar Binks, everybody's favorite Star Wars character, Jar Jar Binks. Am I right, everybody? Listen, I'm not. You think I'm kidding? Like I'm actually like, you know, the thing I honestly, the thing I hated about him the most in the first movies was that the CGI was like trash. But like he was, he was such a useless character, Cade. I mean, come I'm on, not man. Disparaging the fact that he was a useless character. I'm just saying that as a child, I kind of liked him. I mean, so one of my good buddies, um, one of my like best best friends when I grew up, his name was Andrew. We loved, or he loved Star Wars. That was his thing. Like he was obsessed with Star Wars. And I just remember he had all of the action figures. And then he had Jar Jar Binks. And guess which one was not played with? It would be Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Me so. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. I understand. I mean, like, I feel like we made fun of him an awful lot. But, like, when I went to go see the prequel movies, like, the funny part about seeing the prequel movies was that uh, my dad took me, and I had never actually seen the original trilogy. So technically, I watched it from like the beginning. If you really want to go that far, wait. When was this? When did you just watch the prequel movies? No, I, I'd seen them like when they came out in theaters. Like, uh, when oh, they, okay. Like when they first came out, like my dad took me because like he was big into Star Wars when it came out in the seventies, and. Um, uh, late seventies, early eighties, I guess you could say, and uh, I, I'd never seen any of them, and uh, so he took me to see uh, the prequel movies because he wanted to go, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have any, I didn't have a problem with Jar Jar, but I was also uh, much younger, I guess, to where like I would, like a child my age would probably be easily entertained by a useless character like him. I, I get that. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Phantom Phantom Menace. When did when did that come out? Hold on, I'm looking it up real fast. Phantom Menace came out in 1999. I was going to so, say I knew it was in the 90s. Yeah, in 1999. I was born in 92. So do the math yourself. And uh, I was easily entertained by Jar Jar Binks, and I was a big fan of Qui Gon Jinn. That's uh, the moral of the story. I actually was a big fan of Qui Gon Jinn too. Like whenever we played Star Wars, like with the lightsabers and everything, I'd either as Mace Windu came out, I think in that, what was that, uh, Clone Wars he came out? That was in the Yeah, 2000s. that was the second one, and he was in the second and third, yeah. Yeah. So Clone Wars. And I then, loved uh, Mace Windu. Rise of the Sith or whatever. Revenge. Revenge, Revenge of, of the Sith. Sith. Sorry, what? Rise of the Sith. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no, I was, a, I loved being Mace Windu because I thought the purple lightsaber was amazing. But uh, I also have to add Qui-Gon Jinn, I think was my favorite, even though he was literally just a carry character. Until, you know, the end of the first movie and that was it. I know it was a bummer. Like, I, I know I really, he was one of my favorite. He's honestly he's one of my favorite characters in like all of the Star Wars land. That's... And uh, he didn't make it past the first movie, which is such a bummer. Spoiler alert for anybody <laughs> who's not seen this in 20 years. Listen, if you have not seen 
that I feel like, okay, you know, I was just listening to, uh, I think it was another podcast or something along those lines. When do you think is the proper time, I guess, that a spoiler expires? That it's like, all right, at this point, if you have not watched it, it's expired. If what do you think? Answer, if the answer is more than 20 years, then I just totally messed everybody up. But oh, I disagree. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> everybody say, now hates you. <laughs> I say I usually give people a month. I, I think is fair, like because I understand that there's things that are going on in life sometimes happens certain ways. But like um, it's for things that come out in theaters, like if you want to see it bad enough, but you refuse to go to the theater, then I, I give you a month. And if you don't go, then I'm sorry, like I'm not going to be courteous anymore. But within the first month, I'll be courteous after that. I'm not courteous anymore. What would you so. say on a movie that's been released? So I, I, mine would be I agree with you if it's in theaters. I would say a month to a month and a half. And we call it from there. If you haven't seen yeah. it, it's been 30 days. If you haven't, let's say it's like, um, I don't know, the Lord of the Rings trilogies. That's been out forever now. Sure. Um, I would give it, honestly, I would give it a year or two. And at that point, if you haven't seen it, oh, I'm telling you the entire plot line. Like, <laughs> just get over it, you know? <laughs> yeah, you've made the you've made a mistake. You know, it's like if you haven't seen it. I don't know. I guess it depends. Like if I'm talking to somebody about something, and uh, it's like a classic movie. Uh, I'll use first thing that comes to mind. I'll just use like, well, there's not really a lot of plot to that, I guess. I, I'll use Caddyshack anyways, but like just like an older classic movie. And they're like, yes, I've never Caddyshack seen it before. Really well-developed plot, really thought through. Yeah, well. I know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's if you're on drugs, it's a great movie. And honestly, <laughs> I love it anyways. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, not for its very well-developed plot, as uh, Max has already stated. But I, uh, I just use that as an example. Like if I'm talking to somebody in conversation, they're like, "Oh, I've never seen that movie before." Then I say, "Dude, you got to see this movie. It's you know, it's I enjoy this, 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 and this about it." But I don't really give too much away. Well, if I give this person then like two weeks and they still haven't seen it, then I'm like, dude, all right. Well, now I'm gonna start talking about it. I don't give a damn if you uh, <laughs> if I ruined something for you or not because I made a recommendation and I gave you a chance and you didn't do it. Right. That's not my fault that you didn't follow directions. Now, TV shows are a little different. Like, um, I'll give you an example. I am just now, I, I guess probably a couple months ago, started uh, re-watching, not re-watching, I guess I've never seen it before. Uh, I started watching Mad Men uh, at the recommendation. Really? Oh, what a great movie. show. Oh, great. I gosh. Just, I just finished um, the season before the last season, so I'm on the first episode of the last season. Okay, okay. But like, if I'm talking to somebody and somebody says, hey, I've never seen this show, and I say, oh, you got to watch the show. Then, like, I'm not going to spoil the entire plot of like the entire series uh, after two weeks because I don't know many people who go blast through an entire series, seven seasons. This is in two weeks, you know. So it 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 varies, like movies and TV. I guess like the time frame, but uh, I will tell you, I have absolutely loved it so far, and I will be sad when it's over. It's it's a fantastic show. It was I actually ended up dedicating a ton of time into watching Mad Men, and I am so glad I did. But um, with TV shows, I will agree with you because TV shows are different. Exactly what you said. It takes a longer amount of time to watch, but I also feel like with stuff like Hulu, Netflix, um, I guess Disney Plus to an extent, but I don't think there's really anything to reveal when it comes to Kim Possible or something. Um, <laughs> it's got I, a naked mole rat. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> wow. Wow, look at that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, 
So I'll say with TV, I'm still not going to reveal the plot line to you. I'm with you. I will just keep recommending the TV show to you and saying, no, 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 you definitely got to watch it. So you got to watch it. You got to watch it. And at that point, if you haven't watched it, not my problem. You know what I mean? But heartedly agree. I'm not going to reveal it to you because you never know. I, I don't know. That's that's how I feel. You know, I actually I have a funny story on spoilers. So back when Harry Potter and the let's see, Half Blood Prince was coming out, was that number me six? Six. Well, depends on what you call it. Technically, it'd be number five if they released Deathly Hallows Part One, then Deathly Hallows Part Two. Well, but I'm just count- I'm counting Deathly Hallows as one. So yeah, yeah. Well. If yes, so then it would be number six. Um, me and my two buddies, uh, we went to a Harry Potter like movie marathon uh, leading up into this. So we literally spent ungodly amounts of money and ungodly amounts of time at the movie theater that day with, of course, our parents because we were like 10 years old at the moment. <laughs> So I don't think they were very happy with us, but I'll also add all of them were pretty good Harry Potter fans. So I think they're pretty good sports with it. Thanks, moms. Um, and we went and probably watched the entire thing. And then right before Half-Blood Prince, um, they did like an entire thing. Like we watched it. Ours started at midnight and it was awesome. And so they came in. They're like, oh, how many of you guys? Uh, they were trying to pump everybody up, you know, get everybody hyped up for the movie. And so they're like, oh, how many of you guys have read the books? And only like, Five people in the entire theater raised their hand, which was basically my group of five people, to be completely honest. And so and maybe a couple others spread out amongst the theater. And uh, then they're like, "Okay, how many of you guys have just seen the movies? And basically the entire freaking theater raised their hands. And so (laughs) I'll never forget (laughs) one of the moms in our group, one of my friend's moms (laughs) shouts. Spoiler alert, Dumbledore dies <laughs> right before oh my the movie starts. <laughs> and one of the like theater people was like, no, that, don't, you really should not say that. Like, and someone came over and was like, ma'am, please quiet down. Please don't reveal the spoilers to anybody. She's like, what? They should have read the book. The book's been out forever now at this point. Like, come on. Wow. But it was so funny that she shouted. I will never forget that moment. It was so funny. I could imagine oh, that man. being uh, potentially just a little bit awkward. So, I mean, I guess that brings up another really good question. Like, on a moral basis, what is your... I mean, because I guess the world's kind of mixed together. Like, if no, if somebody's not read the book... Because I'll be honest with you. Like, I read the first four Harry Potter books, and I only did it because when I was in the fifth grade... Uh, the first four, I think were the only ones who were out at the time. Right. When I, was, yep. when I was in the fifth grade, they, uh, we had an option at lunch where we could do like a, I don't know what you want to call it, like a book thing at, at lunchtime where you go get your lunch, come back to the class and they play the audio tape of the books. Oh, that's kind of cool. So throughout the year we, you know, we finished all four books. So I'd only done the first four books because I, I wasn't a big reader, but like if you, if you've read the book and haven't seen or if you've read the book and you're going to see the movie for the first time, which was basically me past book four, because I didn't, I didn't bother reading it. Um, like what's your rule on that then? I guess, aside from shouting in the theater, the Dumbledore is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't me who said it. Okay. No, I know. It's going to spoil I, or shame me. No, no, okay? I know. I know it wasn't you. I just mean like on a general basis, do you say, Hey, um, I respect people who have not read the book. This movie just came out today. Maybe I won't say something. 
100%. So I would respect people 100% even if I know what's going to happen. So I'll say that is me with the Hunger Games trilogy. Now, I don't think it was like a lot of people like it was hype-wise with something like, uh, you know, the Harry Potter films. But I had read all of the Hunger Games books before the movies came out. Um, I had gotten into it and I, I read it all on a trip, on a spring break trip and that kind of stuff. And I thought it was a blast. Um but I didn't say anything to anyone about the uh, the ending or what occurs or anything else like that because, I don't know, I, I feel like that's wrong. I wouldn't say anything to anybody until they see the movie. That one, morally, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I wouldn't say anything. Yeah, I think that's fair, right? To just, I mean, like, if you've read the book, but, like, people like, uh, I guess people like myself, you could say, who just don't. Or not that's not that's not our environment i guess so like like i love movies because you know movies it's two two and a half hours sometimes three and and you're done uh where like i don't have the attention span i feel like to sit down and like continue to read a book which i will say i'm very proud of myself um i haven't read a book in a long time but uh i was i've been very interested in like the whole witcher thing so i started listening to the audiobook of what was recommended to listen to first i guess and i've actually really enjoyed it and i'm almost done with it did you play the video game at all i haven't played any of the games but they just added uh witcher 3 to uh game pass on xbox so they did I, yeah so i downloaded it and after i'm done with this book would like to play it and also watch the show but I'm probably not going to watch the show till I'm done with Mad Men because I can't do more than one thing at once like some people. I have to. It's one focus and that's it. I'm the same way. I have to binge watch one show and one show only. I can't bounce back and forth. But I feel like with long shows, so I'll say I loved Mad Men. But with long shows that span like seven seasons, eight seasons, something like that. Right. I have to take a break in the middle of it because usually my attention span at some point just wanders. Starts rattling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'll usually go off and watch another show for a couple of weeks and then I'll go back to it. So with Mad Men, I actually took like a two year hiatus with it and then completely forgot what was going on with it. Oh, my. Then God. had to go back and rewatch all of Everything. season one, two and three just to figure out. OK, yeah, yeah. OK, I remember what was going on now. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I'll say I I loved the show, so I really want to get into it. It was good. Like it was it was every time I watch it, a different episode, I'm like, man, I think it existed during the wrong time period. <laughs> I mean, see, and that's where I think I think the, you know, now that we're going to get on the topic of nostalgia, I think this is really interesting. I had this debate with my wife, I guess not debate, but we had this discussion the other day with my wife where I said, you know, I think a lot of people look back onto the 50s and see it as a lot easier. 50s, 60s, that kind of stuff. See that as a lot easier versus I think there were a lot more hardships than we expect. Obviously, I think there was a lot more um, issues back then as well without oh, dipping into weird territories when it comes to women's rights and everything sure, else, you know? Sure, yeah, it's not even a debate. Well, speaking since you're talking about nostalgia, interestingly enough, my wife and I were having this discussion where I think... It was a lot of people look back on it and and I guess revere the 50s as like a great time. And I think we look back on it as there was not a lot of problems and everything looked a lot simpler and everything, you know, there wasn't a lot of technology and everything else to mess everything up. But obviously, without getting into the political, I guess, ramifications of it all is the only thing that goes through my mind is obviously there was a lot of wrong, you know, I guess when it comes to. Oh, for sure. Women's rights or anything else, um, anything like that. 
it, there was there was a lot wrong, but I think a lot of people look back on it and see it as something good versus if you lived during that time frame, it probably may have not been the best. Like I think a lot of people a lot not of times for, you look for back. women, especially not for agree. Women especially. No, I agree with that. And that's what's uh, so cool about, you know, Peggy Olson as a character is I think she really kind of breaks out of, you know, what the standard was for ladies at the time. And it's, I agree. Uh, it's cool. It's it's cool. Yeah, I had a discussion with someone actually about it um, at work, and they they were like, "Oh, I was like, oh, my job kind of reminds me of Mad Men." They're like, "Oh, well, that's that's not a good thing." I said, "Well, not in that sense. I mean, more of like ex exactly what you said." And I, I think there's a lot to be said for a character like Peggy Olson who stands up and becomes, you know, I guess a uh, a figure of you know showing that women can move up they can do just as good as anybody else can you know just as good as as, as don draper can she's got that power but don't want to reveal everything for everyone but she's a very go-getter kind of character you know absolutely uh someone to look up to even you might say yeah in, in most situations yeah uh, but yeah great show watch it for yourself uh starting the last season now uh it should be fun yeah should be fun so, Cade and I were talking about starting a uh, a new segment here on Ragchu during uh, what episode four now? Is this episode four? This is episode four. On episode four, um, we're calling it Ragchu Rants. We're calling it Ragchu Rants, where we basically spend a couple of minutes to rant about a specific topic. Um, so we don't care who goes first. Um, but our topic today: the celebrities inserting their opinion into your life. So this kind of stems from everything. If uh, I assume if, if you've been anywhere on social media, you've heard about the whole Ricky Gervais situation um, where on the what was it? Golden Globes. Yeah, the Golden Globes. Yeah, Golden Globes kind of monologue. He uh, kind of said, you know, come up here, uh, get your award and leave uh, in a <laughs> nicer sense of it all. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was saying no one wants to hear your opinion. What you're really here for is to get your award and to leave and thank people. No one wants to hear your opinion on anything. So, uh, Cade, you want to get us started? You want to you want to kind of insert your opinion here, good sir? Sure. And I'll put the disclaimer out there uh, first off and foremost, and say that uh, just because your opinion is different than mine, or different than his, or different than anyone's, doesn't mean that it's not welcome. Everybody's opinion is their opinion, and it's their opinion for a reason. Uh, nobody needs to get violent or argue because of their opinion. What's great about, uh, you know, not just our country, but our world and our civilization is that we can have different opinions. And that's what's uh, exciting. So, um, you know, don't take it as one of those. Well, this guy has this opinion, so I hate him kind of thing. You know, uh, if you came back after I say what I got to say and say that you hated my opinion, then I'll say that's fine. You know, and I respect your opinion and I hope that you respect mine. And and just because we view things differently doesn't mean uh, that we have to hate each other. So um, that's just a disclaimer. I hope that was okay. No, that was a great point. That's a great point. I, I, I'll reiterate kind of what Kate said. Our opinions are our opinions and your opinions are yours. And we welcome them. And we also think they're fantastic. But uh, we just thought it'd be kind of interesting to hear each other's uh, opinions and uh, ideas. And also have a little rant session because I'm really good at that. Sure. So <laughs> here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be a rant for me so much as like, well, yeah, it's technically a rant, I guess. Anyways, so um, I agree wholeheartedly uh, with what Ricky had to say. Uh, I don't think that I think celebrities 
try to look for a platform that they can voice their opinions to try to get it out as opposed to creating their own platform. And I don't think that the, a place like the golden globes is the place just like I really, I mean, like I'm very hesitant to use this analogy and I don't want to bring this up because it was, I don't know if annoying is the right word, but I'll, I'll I'll go into explanation on why, but it was a time so when all of the quote, you know, the kneeling protesting with Colin Kaepernick and stuff was going on in the NFL, like, like I think that there's a time and a place to do everything. And I don't think that the stage is always correct. Just like, I don't think airing your opinion at the golden globes about however you think politically or whatever it is, is correct. Just like, I don't necessarily like, I don't have a problem with people voicing their opinion. If that's how they choose that they want to protest it, um, you know, just like they decided to do in the NFL a couple of years ago. Like if that's the way that you decide you want to do it, you know, then great. But I don't think that that's the place to do it because people who watch the golden globes, watch the golden globes for the same reason people watch football. Like they watch stuff like that to get away from real life. Like they don't want to hear about things like that. Like, you know, as a celebrity, Doing something like that, I feel like, is kind of taking away from the people who get the most joy out of it, because now it's creating, con- uh, you know, it's it's creating unnecessary controversy as opposed to delivering the message that you want to deliver. Like, create your own, create your own stage and deliver the message on your own stage, as opposed to taking away from other people. And um, that's my thought on that. I think that's a great point. I mean, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. When Cade and I were kind of talking about, you know, where our opinions kind of sit uh, a little bit before this, I kind of mentioned the same thing. I said, um, I think it's wonderful that they have a platform that they can use, Uh, especially I look at something like uh, Good Sense here, something like Aston Kutcher. Um, He uses his platform for really, really good. Um, I think he uh, his big thing is sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, and I think just sex trafficking in general. Um, But he has gotten the word out there and has raised um, thousands, hundreds and thousands of dollars, if not millions uh, of dollars by letting everyone know and using his platform to know that something like that obviously is affecting um, people out there that we don't normally see. And at the same time, things that we don't see. So I think it's good in a sense like that. I think it's wonderful to see um, them using it for the right things, whether it's charities, whether it's uh, things that need to be done. But I think there's times when it's opinions and it's times where it's, um, I guess, causes. Causes, I think, would be a different story versus opinions are a different story. And um, and something like going up there and and letting them know what I should love, learn my life, or, you know, how I should run my life and how it should be. I, I, I don't think it's right. And I agree with you when you said the Golden Globes isn't the right place to do it um, by going up there and without getting political here, inserting your political opinion to me, whether it's left or right, I don't care. I'm, I mean, I'll go out there and say it. I'm personally a centrist. I believe in both. Um, by going out there and shoving that in my face, it only makes me personally get aggravated more and make me look at you and go, why do you, why, why do you have to tell me that? Why do you have to shove that down my throat? Why do you have to, um, I guess, push that so far down? Um, but to me, I just think it's more annoying and it doesn't help. 
And exactly what you said, I think there's a time and there's a place. And I think somewhere on your own social media, your own followers will listen to you. Um, your own people will listen to you. And if you want to share it on social media, if you want to say it, but on something that's uh, supposed to be, uh, th this is a big point that I brought up, is supposed to be celebrating the success of whether it's a film or your success or the success of your agent or your the success of the producer, whatever it is, isn't the right time for you to say, hey, just to remind you, um, we all hate tacos, so you should hate tacos too, okay? Just to let you know. Who so would hate tacos? If someone hated tacos, they're not in my life. I can let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. That's just, that's the way I see it. And uh, that's, I guess, how the cookie crumbles in my world here. I like it. I like yeah. it. I think it's fair. Yeah. So every week we're going to find, uh, I guess, a new topic to kind of rant on. Uh, we got a couple that I've got lined up here. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. But, uh, but Cade, I have an interesting question for you, sir. Sure, sure. Ask away. So if you, let's see, I'll, I'll go with this. First impressions, when you have first impressions here, what is the first thing that you notice the most when you have a first impression with someone? And this, I guess, can be, let's go with a couple different senses here. So I guess with um, work and then personal. Sure. I think uh, both of them. They both kind of run into each other slightly, but when I'm making in, uh, like impressions at work, I think it's like uh, it's somewhere in between mannerisms and well-spokenness. Like, are the two things that I that hit me or catch me the most? Like, I look for people who are well-spoken and attentive. I guess is how I determine um, likelihood of. I, I don't know if you want to like if you want to drag it to like an interview type thing. Like if I determine like uh likelihood of employment is like, uh, are you well-spoken? Do you have common sense? Uh, you know, are you attentive? Like those three things are huge and it, you know, dipping right back into like personal life. I feel like when I make friends, it's very similar because I feel like I don't have like a, you know, like a ton of like, you know, friend friends, because I'm, I get picky sometimes, but it's like a similar thing. It's like, are you well spoken? Are you, you know, are you attentive? And, uh, uh you know, do you have? I, it, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's an odd thing. But like, th that's like my big, that's like my big things that I see all the time. Like, first off, like I don't care how you look. Like that doesn't bother me. It's like immediately, like. Hey, how are you? And it like, depending on your response and how you go about it, like sets everything for no, like moving forward. Well, first impressions, I mean, everyone's always said first impressions are pivotal, right? I think you can either look like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> or you can look really good, you know, and there's no in between there. <laughs> That's I think truth. for me, it, it, I, I guess. So I'll say I'm I, judging. OK, I'll first go with this. I'm a vibe kind of guy. And usually, you know, when you can get a weird vibe off of someone, if someone just doesn't feel right to you, you feel it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so I I guess the first thing is like, I guess, do I vibe with them? But if I don't, whatever on that aspect, I think kind of like what you said, I think I, I notice the first thing I'll ask is, you know, first try and get to know them and that kind of stuff. I give people, uh, I'll say, 
in my opinion. I give people a lot of a lot of credit at first, and I see how you act. But the first thing I think I really look for is common sense. Absolutely. Like if if you just don't think you could, you know, you're not the sharpest tool in the shed kind of thing. You know what I mean? You're not the brightest crayon on the box. Ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> wow. Oh, I forgot about the Shrek reference. <laughs> it honestly did not go through my head. Um, <laughs> it common sense. is It's a big thing for me. I think if I can't notice that you have common sense by just having a conversation with you. Oh, man, I'm already you're already gone in my book. Like at this point, I've disregarded you. And I also think it's attitude as well. Um, if you're talking to me with a, you know, with a lot of attitude or a lot of sass, sometimes sass can be funny and sass can be okay. But there comes a point where it's like, if you just seem like you are not enthralled to talk to me and you really don't care about me at a certain, it's like, why am I wasting my time? Well, there's a difference between like playful sass and someone just straight up being like, you know, I'm sorry, a bitch. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I figured you know it's the easiest way to describe it there's not much more way to describe it. and you know what even to kind of like play off of what you just said like and this i this is almost going to sound like a rant so i apologize in advance but like um going back to common sense like when i have a conversation with someone like i love talking football like love it like i know i feel like i know a lot about not just you know my team in the nfl like i feel like i know i i know a lot about a lot of teams and a lot of players and so on and so forth. And it's, it bugs me when I talk to someone who like claims they're a fan of like a different team. And then I end up knowing more about it than they do. Uh, it, and it, I don't know. I don't know why it bugs me, but it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm a fan of like, you know, the bills. And then I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like, do you guys, do you remember about like this, this and this? And they're like, Oh no, that didn't happen or this and that. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You remember when you lost three Super Bowls straight? Yeah, well, yeah, like well, it was four, but you know, oh, no see, ooh, I'm not a Bills fan. Okay, yeah, just, it's just okay. Prepping. No offense, Bills fan. It, it, was, it was four. <laughs> well, only one of them was close. Is the I was giving part. them a little bit more credit there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's unfortunate, but like something like that. Like I don't know why. I have no idea why it bugs me. Like when I'm like, why do I know more about your team than you do? And then when people try to talk crap about my own team and then don't know what they're talking about, that really grinds my gears well so i agree with you with the aspect of not knowing a lot about your team but i'll say there's a lot of casual fans out there who yeah just warriors. yeah well they just like watching the game and that's about it i'll which say is cool, which i totally understand i just want somebody to admit that like don't like don't pretend that you're more than that i guess when we have the conversation no, I agree with that. I also hate team hoppers or bandwagons, as the other <laughs> word would be. I hate it. I, I had this this guy that I worked with at one point who changed his favorite team all the time. And it was the most aggravating thing to me because one week he'd be, I don't know, a, pa- a Pats fan. And then the next week he would be a Baltimore Ravens fan. And then it was like, get your story straight, bud. It's really <laughs> aggravating me because then he'd rag on me and be like, Oh, the Patriots won this week. Did you see that? And if they lost, which at that time was never, if they they lost, you'd be like, oh, the Ravens won. What about you guys? What about your Seahawks? <laughs> Shut up. Okay. There comes a certain point where it's like, your opinion is invalidated. 
go home. You've lost it. That's basically yes. every LeBron James fan ever, too, by the way. Every time he uh, switches teams, it's like, oh, I'm not a fan of the Cavs anymore, or I'm not a fan of the Heat anymore. <laughs> well, I think there's there, there has to be a point for liking a player and not a team. So I can say, like, I do. I like, like, I loved Peyton. I loved Peyton, but I'm not a Colts fan. I loved Peyton. I think he was a fantastic player. I think he's a great quarterback. Same with Drew Brees. I think he's one of the, if not the best quarterback out there right now, other than Brady. He he's phenomenal. But I'm not a Saints fan. But heck yeah, I would I would follow Drew Brees if he went to another team. Like I I looked at um so like I said I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. I loved Matt Hasselbeck for what he did for our team. Number one by bringing us to our first Super Bowl. But also, he was a pretty good quarterback. Now, don't get me wrong. Not all of it was him. It was Sean Alexander, who was having an incredible Damn season. Yep. An incredible season. If he wouldn't have broken his ankle, we I think we would have done a lot better. But that's besides the point. Matt Hasselbeck, I loved. you know. And same thing with Mike Holmgren. When he left, they both were on the Green Bay Packers. That's how they met each other. And when Holmgren went over to um, Seattle, he brought Matt Hasselbeck with him as he was uh, underneath Brett Favre the entire time. But that's history's story. But... I loved Matt Hasselbeck. And when he left, where did he go? Uh, Titans? Did he go to the Titans? Uh, he ended up, he went somewhere for a year and then he ended up going to the Colts to back up. Uh, yeah. He played back. Well, I think he started and then he backed up for several years behind Andrew Luck. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember he, I, I think, I think it was the Titans. I remember he was a starter for something and I still cheered him on. I thought it was really cool, but I'm not going to be a big fan of the team that he goes to, you know? No, absolutely not. Yeah. So um, I found this really interesting article that I thought I would uh, I would share here. Hold on. Let me get the, uh, the article opened up. Yes, I want to open this link, please. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the headline here. So this is from uh, LiveScience.com. Um, and it's Europe is launching a suicide robot to hug space trash out of orbit. <laughs> so basically... <laughs> I'm Sounds gonna, very European. <laughs> I'm going to synopsize here. Um, is basically what it'll do is... Let, hold on. Let me see if I can find, I guess, a good description. Uh, so basically, it grabs space junk, whether it's from an old satellite. It, typically, it's, it's used for grabbing satellites um, that are up within, I guess, orbit of the Earth. And then what it will do, and they're calling it a, quote-unquote, cosmic tow truck. So it'll basically grab the, um, the the space junk and the satellite. It'll grab it, then hurdle itself towards Earth to go towards Earth and either diminish in the Earth's um, uh, atmosphere as it goes back down, or it will just hit the ground. And so that's what's going through my mind. What if it doesn't fully, you know, disappear in the Earth's atmosphere? Are we just going to have like space junk? flying down and hitting all of us it's raining space debris (laughs) like i feel like it's very alex jones let me go grab my uh my tinfoil hat here yeah it it does and and i i hate to make this comparison but you know what it really reminds me of honestly thinking about space debris skynet no (laughs) did you ever watch that movie gravity with sandra bullock no i never watched it never watched a favor and don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it that bad it's like i i'm tr- let me think of a way of like hold on i'm gonna think of a way of telling you this without like 
giving away anything. Like the main character could have been space debris. Let me go ahead and just, that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. And so like, that's all I think of when I think of space debris, but like, I guess getting back to the actual story, like, uh, I think, I don't know. I think they're counting on an awful lot. Like I agree. Just to say, we can guarantee you it will burn in the atmosphere. Like, yeah, but what if it doesn't? See, and that's what goes through my mind is what if it's, I mean, I don't think it's going to be like the size of the ISS here. No, I don't think it's going to be like freaking massive. I think they could probably like, I have to imagine they can probably sort of plan on where they're trying to have it go down. So if for some reason that it's not going to burn up, that it's not like it's going to hit land somewhere like the middle of the Pacific Ocean would be an ideal. Well, I would hope so. But then we get onto the point of. Great! Now we're polluting our oceans even well, more. Yeah. Fantastic with we're space junk now. Max. <laughs> <laughs> with space junk. With space junk. <laughs> so it literally says in a mission known as Clear Space One, ESA, which is the Ur- European Space Agency. I don't know why I said European almost. European Ur- Space okay. Agency will launch an experimental four-armed robot to grasp a defunct satellite in its clutches hug the object close, then finally drag it on a kamikaze dive into the Earth's atmosphere, destroying both devices. Uh, The impact of removing one dead satellite from orbit is a bit like taking one bucket of water out of Lake Superior. So fantastic. That just sounds awesome that it's going to do so much. Can you guess how much one of these is going to cost? It's a one-time mission. Uh, I'm going to throw out $3.4 million. You got to go a lot higher than that. Oh, my. Just the robot? Or are we talking about the entire mission? It's the mission. We're going to yeah. go with the mission here. Oh, the okay. So I'm going to say $1.2 billion. Yeah, A lot lower. I'm going to. So I'm, oh. I'm going to I'm going to go here. It's going to be one hundred and thirty three million dollars. Ouch. That it'll that it'll cost just to put one of these up to catch it. So I, I don't know if it'll be like multiples because I'm, I'm trying to sit here and read but I don't think it's going to be multiples. It sounds like it's just like one that goes up, then catches one thing, then comes back down. So I, Whoa. I don't know, but I, I, I think my favorite sentence out of this is then finally dragging on a kamikaze dive into earth's atmosphere. <laughs> it's uh, like, okay. It's just, I, I just, I just, I, this, this just sounded too funny. I loved it. I loved it. It was a good article. I that, thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm all for, like, the, uh, I guess, the point of why they're trying to do it. But, like, uh, boy, it just sounds like a, sounds like a lot for a little, I guess. Right? It sounds, well, exactly what they said. It's basically taking a bucket of water and attempting to take that one bucket of water to empty out Lake Superior. So that one thing will do so much. Well. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Bold, I thought I it was kind of interesting. So uh, thank you, LiveScience.com, for providing us an interesting article about a... And and let me tell you, the funniest part is is the URL link for this is LiveScience.com slash ESA dash space dash junk dash removal dash kamikaze dash robot. Kamikaze robot. So when I copy and pasted it, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Whoever wrote this is amazing. Yep. Good for them. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, man, that's too good. So I got one more question on you since we were talking about football. And we'll wrap this thing up. Sure. College athletes getting paid. I, I got to hear your opinion on this. 
Um, I I'm torn in a way. So, all right. So I don't want to sound like a jerk. I guess like I do believe they are for what they do, especially like you know the guys uh, who play as far as like starters go. I think are entitled. I got to be entitled to something because of if you think about the amount of money that they are actually bringing the universities, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like what worries me more than anything is that the money will devalue, uh, and create laziness among, you know, guys who would normally try a lot harder, I guess. And I I don't want to believe that that's true. And I know that sounds like, it makes me kind of sound like a jerk, I guess, a little bit. That's like, oh yeah, you give the guy some money and he gets lazy. But I don't necessarily think that it's not true uh, that people don't get to the pros and get paid and then, you know, turn into a sack of potatoes uh, because it's I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And there's some people that are not like that, but I mean, um, well, I'll agree, I'll agree. People go to inside of the NFL once they get a big contract. I mean, I don't think that they're purposely trying to not play as hard. But now they're not they're not working for their money. Yeah. You know, they, at this point, it's you've already earned it and, and you're already having to contractually pay it out to me, whether you like it or not. So I have put a guarantee inside of my clause, thanks to my great agent. And you're going to have to pay me out whether you like it or not. Pretty much. So yeah. I, I think there's that. I'll say I'm pro athletes getting paid. Yeah, I'm for it. I, I, I'm with you. And, and I, I think that. For everything that they go through. I mean, you got to think about it. It's it's they make these universities, especially like some of these big, you know, the, the the big ones who are consistently like competitive, who are in like the college football playoff or the top 10 or bowl games every single year. Like they're making this, the university an outrageous amount of money. And it's a step in the right direction with the uh, the the whole likeness thing that they've got going on now um, that these players can get paid for their likeness, which is outstanding. But I, I mean, I, I'll use college. I'll just bounce to college basketball for a hot second with one of the guys who is going to be um, one of the best basketball players. I can't remember the team and the name. I just remember seeing the article where he got in trouble for just because he had they. I, I don't know. I think they didn't even they basically accused him of taking an endorsement from like uh, somebody who was already a pro athlete. And I don't know how true it was, but it didn't sound to me like they really wanted an investigation. They just suspended him for the season. And it was like, it was kind of a bummer. It was like, really? Like, that's what you're going to suspend people for? Yeah, wasn't it in his senior season or something? Or his, like, junior season? So. Yeah, something like that. And the, most of those guys don't play more than one year of college ball. Just ever since the NBA made it, like, a rule where you have to go to college for at least a year, it's like most of them go play for a year, like, if they're good enough and then come out. And I think he had played for a couple of years but was, you know, one of the top-ranked players. And uh, they hit him on that. I'm like, wow, you know, like the guy could be out like snorting coke off a hooker's ass crack. And like, <laughs> and this, and, and this, this is, is what, what you're, yeah, like this is what you're mad about. The fact that maybe he took money from somebody like, you know, come on, really? Yeah. I mean, well, there was uh, what was it? One of the football players. I don't remember his name. He was one of the best football players. He was a line. Uh, he was an O-lineman. O-lineman who was supposed to come in. I don't remember his name. I actually watched this. Um, I think it was like a 30 for 30 or something from ESPN on it. And it was talking about how he was supposed to be one of the best O-linemen and his coach, he just didn't have any money. I think it was for food or something along those lines. Right. So his coach said, Hey, I'll, I'll buy you dinner. Or he bought him some food or something. And that's where it got, I may be wrong. I may be wrong, 
but I know they, he in the past discussed about how um, players would be low on money. You know, they wouldn't have the money and, and yeah, they're getting a giant scholarship. Sure. But does that scholarship cover their food? No, um, sometimes it does. You know, when it comes to like, yeah, when it comes to like school food, I guess. But does it cover my groceries? Does it cover my bills? Does it cover, you know, my, my clothes that I have to wear? Does it cover me buying new cleats, you know, outfits, that kind of stuff that you're having to buy? So I don't know if it covers all that, but they were saying they it's already been happening. It's already been happening that they've been, it's been happening compensated so long. Oh, yeah, it's been happening underneath the table anyhow, where they've already been getting paid, whether it's through their team or through coaches, whether it's just through sly, small little things where someone else is paying them, you know, through a different account that has nothing to do with the school. But I'll say I'm pro athletes getting paid. I'll say I'm, I'm a big fan of the NCAA video games. Uh, that's a big, big part of it. Bring it back. Add, bring them back. Um, but I also say I agree with you. They put in a lot of work. They do what they need to. I don't think it needs to be anything exorbitant. I think it should just be living costs, a little bit above living costs, and, and maybe a little bit more, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to mean You're already getting a scholarship to the school. Something, yeah. Yeah, you're already getting a free education when a lot of people out here are paying ridiculous amounts of money for an education as well, you know? Also agree. Well, Kane, I, uh, I think this has been a pretty pretty good episode. You know, we've had some good topics here. I think so too, sir. I do. Yeah. I do. Especially declare. that. That kamikaze robot. Kamikaze <laughs> robot. Sponsored by the European Union. <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to another episode of Rag Chew. We appreciate all you guys that's been uh, religious listeners here. Um, don't forget, for those of you who are new, if you do like the show, um, follow us either on Facebook under it's at Rag Chew Podcast. Uh, you can typically find us as that. You can find the logo uh, above you. You'll probably see. Um, but also, we post about it almost every Monday uh, at 9 a.m. Come follow us, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, what you're listening to, whatever you're listening to right now. Um, and rate us five stars if possible. If anybody's listening, rate us five star. Drop us a rating. It helps us grow and helps us get bigger. Um, Cade would not like to go to work anymore. And That's a would fact, like to though. just get paid through the podcast. So. Uh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. But um, yeah, yeah. Do you have uh, anything you wanna you wanna add here, Cade? Uh, final thoughts. Uh, nope, nothing, sir. Yeah, only thing that goes through my head is wow. Oh my God, Dubs will incredible. <laughs> well, thanks guys for listening, and uh, don't party too hard. Bye. Bye.